Welcome to the Narrow Pod, Gospel Conversations for Confusing Times. I'm Turner. I'm Will. And I'm Ty. And uh, this is a special episode, episode four. We uh, decided to, since it's Easter, uh, to put out an episode for Good Friday, talking about the cross and everything, Mm -hmm. uh, that that wraps up and and what it was for. And then next week on Wednesday, we'll put out an episode on the resurrection, just to kind of tie together the Easter story. But before we get started... um, did y'all have any Easter traditions that you would do as kids or as parents or anywhere in between? We haven't really set traditions for like me and Molly and Lottie necessarily, but I remember as a kid, you know, we would dye eggs. It wouldn't be like every year, but you know, it was mostly centered around, you know, you go to church on Easter, you hear the, the, the Easter message and, um, you know, it was a day where, you got to see some people at church. Maybe you didn't see mm-hmm. the rest of the calendar year because you know, casual ter- church attenders are Christmas and Easter kind of people. So yeah. you know, that was so. It, it's good to see that for sure. Okay. We you? I just always remember family getting together. I loved when I was younger getting with the grandparents and aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That I did look forward to that. Um, Probably as a kid, made a bigger deal out of Christmas than Easter, but now I yeah. think knowing what I really know about God and, and how I understand it, I do look forward to Easter. And I have to say this, last year was the worst Easter oh, ever. Oh, yeah. 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 We talked talk about that in the COVID episode, but golly. Yeah. I'm so happy that we're going to be quote-unquote normal <laughs> yeah for this yeah we're having choir yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun basically just opening yeah uh, and and man i'm excited um for us uh with the kids it's uh it's a work in progress of figuring out what we're doing uh you know dying eggs easter egg hunts we've mm. got a big one coming up this weekend um for our community which uh i'm really excited about and um Really happy we're able to do it this year. Um, but, uh, you know, we wanted to, to put out this episode on the cross because it is something that a lot of times we talk a lot about the resurrection. We talk a lot about kind of the aftermath of the cross. And, and when we read through it in, in the Gospels or anywhere else, it's one of those stories that almost kind of like the Christmas story where we've read it or we've heard it so many different times that we just kind of glaze over it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that's there in the background. We don't really think through the implications of the cross or why we needed the cross or what was the circumstances of the cross. And so we kind of wanted to um, have an area where we where we talk about the cross and talk about the importance of it um, in hopes that you as a family come together and, and can have more conversations on uh, importance of the cross. And so the first question that, that I want to ask you guys is why the cross? Why, why do we need it? Why did, was this God's plan? You know, mm-hmm. why the cross? Ty, what you got? Man, you always have to, you had to throw it to me first today. No, but I'm, <laughs> You're I'm the actually, pastor. I know I'm the pastor, but anyways, um, as we're talking about the cross, we just have to consider the fact of the Bible's big storyline mm-hmm. and what is our problem. Yeah. Our problem is that we are all sinners. That because of Adam and Eve's fall, we have all um we all are born into sin, we all sin, and God being a 
a perfect God, a God who's just, and a God who's righteous must punish sin. And so uh, that's what the cross demonstrates and shows, that sin just can't be brushed under the rug. It, you know, Even though people would say, well, why can't God just forgive? It, it doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with the fact that he has to uphold justice. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and if someone did something to harm one of your family members and then they were to be let off scot-free by a judge or, or a court system... I mean, we would be an up up in arms and yeah. an uproar. And look, look at what's happened even last year. Um, I know there's right now a trial going on in the the uh, George Floyd case, mm-hmm. yeah. and and everybody's got their opinion. I mean, I, I'm one of those who believes we need to see what the court does, what the yeah. jury and and how the case goes. But still, people who feel strongly that that uh, George Floyd was. Uh, killed by that police officer. I mean, they they were up in arms last summer, yeah. and people cry out for justice. They cry out for mercy, and so God has to punish sin, but then of course He takes sin upon Himself and is our substitute. And there's something beautiful in that. So yeah. um, I don't want to hog all the time. No, so you no, guys, no. you guys that's, need to talk. That's perfect. No, I love that. Will, what you got? Yeah. So we think about the cross. It's certainly an important. I guess symbol when we when we think about especially life within within our church. Um, if you, you go into any church, especially one that has stained glass windows in it, um, it's got you know, you have your your cross highlighted in your sanctuary. Um, especially if you're in a Bible believing church in America, um, but we talk about like what is the reason for the cross? Why the cross? Sin, yeah. sin is the ultimate reason uh, for the cross, and uh, I think that the cross be- becomes somewhat of an accessory, I guess, to us because you know we 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 don't we don't think often about you know we we understand that Jesus died for us on the cross, but there's something s- s- about it. You know, we make jewelry out of a cross. I know. I, you see guys wearing wear necklaces with a cross on it. I've seen bracelets with it, um, but it's it's become some of this this accessory. Um, but the cross was brutal. Yeah, the cross was a horrendous way to die, and the worst of the worst criminals in that time were killed on the cross. Um, and you know, I, it, I, get, I get to thinking about it. It'd kind of be like, you know, back in the 80s, if you wore like an electric chair <laughs> as yeah. a piece of jewelry, you know, if you, if you want to, although it's weird to think about, um, but essentially that's kind of what, I guess, church culture has kind of done to this, to this thing. But dying on the cross was horrendous and he took our place on the cross. And so it's, um, it's definitely something to think about. Um, especially you think about Good Friday and um, on on toward toward Easter for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I think y'all have y'all have hit it right there that the only true answer we can give of why the cross is sin. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's it. Um, you know, there's everything was perfect, everything was great. Uh, we were in perfect relationship and unity with God uh, in the garden, and then we decided we knew better. Um, and we brought sin and death and corruption into the world and, um, nothing that we could do could, uh, fix that. 
no matter how hard we try, um, no matter how much we want to. Um, but, uh, you know, there, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to think about that, you know, the way out of that was death was a cross, but there had to be that sacrifice. There had to be this perfect, um, lamb, uh, you know, uh, offered and, and, and God took that upon himself and sent a son. And, uh, so why the cross we've got that, but you kind of hit on this a little bit, um, but how should we view the cross? And uh, I'm going to piggyback on what you said yeah. um, because I, I love that. Last night at our at our youth um, student worship, um, I titled my message "Rethinking the Stained Glass Easter," um, because I do think it's it's very easy to look at those stained glass pictures that are beautiful to look at, no matter if they're here in Hamburg or they're, you know, in a huge monastery or church or, or fill in the blank that, um, has been there hundreds of years, you know? Um, but you can look at those and you can say, man, that's just so beautiful. But in all reality, like, like Will said, I mean, this was a, this was awful. This was an awful thing. Um, and I think, um, we tend to, uh, I say a wantify it or yeah. like children's church it uh, a little bit where mm-hmm. we hear these stories as kids and you don't really get the details. You know that Christ died on a cross, you know that the sin was upon him, but all of those little gory details, a lot of times are kind of skimmed over. Actually a couple, well, a couple years ago now, I think about 14, 15 years ago, um, there was some controversy over uh, a, a Christian publishing company that uh, was publishing children's curriculum that didn't even include the cross because of how mm. offensive it was. Yeah, and uh, just blew my mind because I, I understand we want to protect kids, yeah. but yeah. there's got to be a way um, to start preparing them, even even if it is a little is violent. And I understand we don't have to give yeah. all the gruesome details, yeah. and I sh- certainly will not be showing my four year old the Passion of the Christ right, right, anytime right. soon. Yeah, um, but. Um, that might be where some of it is, but but I think that also comes from the fact that um, people, it, I mean, it, it, like you said, when people just kind of put it as a symbol on their neck or something like that, maybe they, I hope some people it does remind them. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, it's just a, a thing. And yeah. we know there are plenty of people who aren't believers who wear crosses around their neck. But um, if we're really being honest, I mean, uh, we know it's it, it's offensive. I mean, Scripture itself says it's going to offend yeah. people. I mean, I know in First Corinthians, I mean, it says, uh, uh, "For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing." So there, there's already this part that that people don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um. Or or they'll they'll dismiss it from our minds. Um. And and we we probably do need to bring it back to, um, people knowing and and realizing it and and. and Meditation and thinking about the cross is actually a really good exercise and thing for Christians yeah, to yeah. do. But, and I, I think for me, and this is something I've always stressed as as a student pastor when when I'm speaking to six to twelve year or six to to twelfth graders. Sometimes they act like six to twelve year olds, but uh, when I when I do, speak you still to have students, to tell them to put deodorant on. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, when I speak to students, I, I make it very clear that I want them to understand the gravity 
of the cross. I yeah. want them to understand, hey, it wasn't just this picture perfect, you know, stained glass where Jesus is buff. Uh, there may be like, you know, one little bitty drop of blood on the stained glass from his wrist or like mm-hmm. his long blonde hair is flowing in the wind <laughs> while he's hanging there. Like the very white European that, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. And, and I think we get into that mindset very easily because it is one of those stories that we hear over and over like Christmas and all this, that it's easy to skip over details that maybe make us feel uncomfortable. Maybe make us um, say, I don't, I don't like that. That's the thing. Like that was for us, you know, that Mm -hmm. was our punishment. Yeah. So for us to understand the gravity of, of the cross and why we need it, we need to go back. We need to look at all these details. We need to understand uh, how good the Romans were at what they did, uh, how how good they were at, at torture, how good yeah. they were at prolonging, you know, death, uh, and even making it this public display of, hey, yeah, here's this person, uh, you know. Uh, Will, I've talked and rambled enough. It's okay. Um, no, I, I, I talked about kind of this how we treat the symbol of the cross um but i think we should we should view the the cross almost as a sense of hope i mean jesus jesus died on that cross and it could have so easily have been barabbas Mm -hmm. it if we want to erase the concept of time it could have been someone like us it could have been one of us, um, but Jesus took our sin, and He took our shame, and He took it with Him to the cross, um, and we have hope because Jesus died on that cross. He took our place, and I'm so thankful that He did because, I mean, just over and over again, it, it so easily could have been, could have been us, but yeah, um, and we wouldn't have done what Jesus did, you know, I know we're going to talk about it next, next week on, on, on the podcast, but, um, you know, what happened three days later is just so stinking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I get really excited about that. Yeah. And I, I think for, for me, it's, it's understanding the cross, it's understanding the gravity of it. And it's, it is a gruesome thing, but you still see that goodness. You yes. still see that beauty, uh, which is why we do say Good Friday. You know, it's it's not a good story to read no. uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's a very depressing story if you just stop it. You know, if you cut it off with him breathing his last breath, getting buried. If you stop the story there, that's not a Good Friday. Like it's not a good day. It's not a beautiful thing, but. Thank God we have more. Mm-hmm. We have the rest of the story already. Um, Ty, did you want to say anything Anything else on how we should view the cross? Well, um, you know me. I'm, I'm kind of like people need to know words and they need to know things. And like I said, we've already, um, we've already talked about the fact that um, it is something that you just said it too, that people do need to look and see the what their sin cost and see see the majesty of it but the thing i also want to get out there is the fact that um we need to understand it like there are people who claim to be 
Christ followers who completely dismiss really what the biblical view is. And and uh, just for instance, uses one of the hymns I do love that I think really, uh, and it's a newer hymn that picks up on the theme of the cross is in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And there's that line in there that says the wrath of God was satisfied. Years ago, there was a denomination that was putting together a new hymnal. And they don't believe, they, they have a problem because they say, well, God's not angry. And we, we do have to bring into the fact that God's not just angry to be angry. Like I said, he's just and he has to punish sin. Yeah. But they, they had this sort of like attitude that you can't talk about God like that or it's wrong or it's, it's misplaced. It's not true. Scripture talks about that. I mean, the wrath of God is revealed against men. Yeah. Um, in Romans 1, we're told that. And, and so what happened is this denomination actually called the hymn writers of In Christ Alone and asked them to change the line, the wrath of God was satisfied, to the line, the love of God was magnified, which is not wrong. Right. Yeah. But the writers of the hymn were intending for people to see what happened, that God does punish sin. And the thing is, even though people want to say, well, that just makes him sound like an angry um, deity like the idols and the false... Uh, God's the other face, but the truth is, um, the, the story's good because he took himself, put his own son on the cross. I mean, the second person of the Trinity, he placed himself there. And so, yes, he he punishes sin, but he put the punishment on his son and not yeah. on us. And so, it's just sad that, that people want to change that. And I, I know it, it's a hard reality. And, yeah. I, and I think sometimes... It's like that because we live in a world where people don't really recognize the depths of their sin. I mean, when you live in a world where everyone tells you you're special yeah. um, and and everything's built on self-esteem and not, you know, and, and you're supposed to say accept everybody's truth and what everybody thinks about themselves and and it's all about that. I think we we lose sight. Yeah. Of the most important thing is that everything's pointing to Him. Yeah, I think I think too often we kind of we think about the. The feel-good gospel. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think too often that, that that's it's overemphasized. But you know, like we said earlier, you know, the Bible's offensive. Oh and yeah. It's, and it's not gonna, yeah. you know, and if if you are looking through the Bible and you find something that maybe you don't like, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're you you're, yeah. you're the 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 opposing party there because you know we're sinful by nature. Absolutely. And I think that that's that's a good point. You brought up there, Tom. So uh, the the last question that I've had I have here is is one that um, I know can be tough for people to to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's because of family situations, and they may not have had a father figure, you know, uh, in their lives. But the question is, how does it feel that God's plan of salvation involved His Son dying? Um, and it's it's a uh, you know it's it, as parents here, it's a tough thing to to even not put ourselves in the story, but just think through like, man, how? Like, I love my kids and I love my mini me, Finn, who like is by my side twenty four seven, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so strange when you talk about, you know, God the Father sending God the Son to die for us. Um, you have a lot of questions, you know, with kids and with students they were like, man, I don't, you know, I don't understand that. I don't know that love. I don't understand how a father could do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so 
questions out there to you guys. How does it feel that God's plan of salvation involved his son dying? A moment ago, y'all both said something about people want to have the easy gospel. And um, mm-hmm. I might even say the easy, I mean, there is a, a kind of an easy believism, easy gospel that, that probably borders on being false. But years ago, I read this book called The Difficult Doctrine of the Love of God, written by D.A. Carson. And around that same time, I remember having a conversation with someone, and I think he was a member of Matt Chandler's church in in Texas. Mm -hmm. And the difficult doctrine of the love of God talked about how people seem to talk about how loving God is, but they don't consider when you bring in the wrath and the, the sin theme, you bring all these things in, that's actually the most difficult and hardest thing to understand. And then as I was reading that, and I had this conversation with this person, and and like I said, I think it was a Matt Chandler sermon. He said that his pastor had said, you know, the most quoted Bible verse is John 3.16, for God so loved the world. But this guy said that for God so loved the world is the hardest thing for him to understand. Why? Why would he love the world when we're rebels against him? Why would he love the world when we turn against him? And then on top of that, like you've just said, he sent his son. But that's where I come to the fact that's what blows my mind. Oh, Absolutely. That God, God gave up His Son. It, it it's beyond our comprehension, and I think that's a that's a good thing because that's that's why it's grace. Yeah. That's why we sing about it, and that's why we should never lose the shock, uh, edit, and 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 just the fact that we need to bow down in humility and 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 just be like, I don't understand it completely. I don't know why He would die for me, but He did. And, and so for me, it's almost like I want to keep it a, a little bit of a mystery. Um, it, it, you really can't explain it other than to no. say he did it. And all you can say is that's what love looks like. God did and gave and loved us enough to do it. Yeah. Now I, I think about, you know, we, 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 we've kind of touched on it, but you know, God made the ultimate, it's the ultimate sacrifice by sending his son to die on the cross because Jesus was 100% sinless. He's the only person to have ever walked this earth and live a perfect life. He never sinned. And he didn't have to die. You know, there's there's this old song that um, I used to do these little hymn sings at the, the Arkansas Health Center in Haskell whenever I was working in the in the Benton area. Um, and it's this it's the song is called Ten Thousand Angels. And it talks about God could have called down 10,000 angels to destroy the world so that this wouldn't have happened to his son. Mm. But I think what we we need to realize is that God knew what was going to happen. Yeah. He he already, he already foreknew what was going to happen there. Um he knew that the stone would be rolled away. He knew in one of my favorite lines and in all the Bible is this, this, this little phrase, he is not here. Mm-hmm. And I know we said we were going to talk about that later on, but man, you talk about just a, just a moment in scripture. That's just, that just, it's a mic drop oh, yeah. moment right there. Um, wh- one of my favorite tweets that I've seen in the past, probably five years is, a. uh, Easter is uh, Jesus uh, looking YOLO in the face and slapping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I love that. <laughs> you brought YOLO in, and you made a reference to Cultural Loretta references. Lynn's. Uh, I think it's Loretta Lynn, ten thousand well, the the ten thousand angels. I, 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 don't, I don't know who. Who's... All right, that's a version. I I love that song. I, dude, man, you you deserve an award just for bringing both those ideas <laughs> I in. Did, I mean, Honestly, I've never heard of that song. No, I don't think it's, oh, a, it's awesome. It's very it's very interesting. Okay, but yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I, I, I love I love that tweet though. I saw it like five years ago. And yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think for me it's uh, you know I'm a I'm a very visual learner, mm-hmm. and so I like to to see things played out. And this is something this story like this um, story is not one that you see played out a ton, right? You see it in kind of superhero movies, making the sacrifice play with the Avengers. You you see it in all these movies, but. Um, one movie that um, I need to watch all the way through. I've only seen this bit, um, but it's a, a Czech film from 2003 called Most. Um, and uh, it's about this this uh, dad who works a, a bridge that raises and lowers for boats to go through, for trains to cross kind of deal. Uh, and he brings his son to work. Uh, and ultimately it goes to, um, there was a boat, he raised the bridge up. His son fell into the kind of gear place, um, and uh, he saw the train coming, and so he had to make the hard choice. Okay, what do I do? I know this train's chock full of people, and in this scene, you see the train car, and so it goes from like a shot of him just like screaming for his son to get up to like one of the cars people are like drinking and celebrating and having fun you know back to screaming back to the train car where there's a, a woman in the bathroom shooting drugs like and so it's it goes through kind of all these stages of life uh, all these different types of people and ultimately he ends up you know lowering the bridge crushing his son uh saving everybody and there's this beautiful scene where um you just see the train pass and through the window, the girl who's in the bathroom, um, she's like looking at this father figure standing out there. And he's just like in this inaudible scream, this inaudible yell. But you can tell the emotion there. Um, and and that's kind of helped me like there's there was so much more at stake than, you know, God's son's life. You know, there was so much more to accomplish than saving Christ with 10,000 angels. You know, there was the entire world sin past, present, future to atone for. Um, and you know, there's always those things. I think you said it type where there's those things that you read that are just mind blowing. You know, I can work through Genesis and my mind's blown like over and over oh, and over for again, sure. mainly because we can't fathom that um and i do think that this is one of those passages this is one of those stories that we read that um our minds should be blown our you know because we can't grasp the amount of love we can't grasp the amount of um man just majesty that this takes to to say you know not my will but yours to go through this to to die, but not for yourself, but for the entire world, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's what we're trying to accomplish is to bring this back to the narrow and how do we take this message of the cross to 
you know, walking down that, that small path. I, I think it's, for me, I want to challenge uh, and encourage parents to, um, as you see fit and as your kids begin to grow, uh, begin to share with them the, the gravity of the cross. Begin to share with them, hey, here's what God did. He didn't just die. No, here's what God did for you. He took that punishment and then read that. This is what we deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you as a parent began to reflect. I think you mentioned that tie again, that, you know, reflecting on the cross, reflecting on um, just how gruesome, how much pain it was. I think that helps us understand what God did why God did it, uh, and ultimately ends with us praising God for doing it, you know, uh, for, for saying, you know, me being this guy who's, who's turned my back so many times on God for him to say, nah, I I still love you. And I paid that price. Like that's huge. And that's something that, that I'm going to strive as, as a parent and that we've started, you know, um, trying to, to, register with our kids of hey here's the importance here's why this matters and why it's such a big day or why we make such a big deal of it or why we talk about it almost every i'll say every sermon or every wednesday night or every awana it's like this is something we go back to every single time because this is at the center of why we are doing what we're doing um is is the cross and ultimately the resurrection uh, that we'll talk about later. But what what about you guys? Um, any last thoughts on on your encouragement uh, for Good Friday for for families for people listening? Um, what what are some things to reflect on? What are some things to to kind of sit down as a family and and do? I think the most the most encouraging thing you can think about with this, and I, and I know I keep saying we're going to talk about this later on, but I think. If if we're gonna be encouraged by this by this story, you gotta think about what happens three days later when the stone is rolled away. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, you can't have the crucifixion without the resurrection. Right. Like the, it, the, they, go, they go together. They go hand in but hand. for the sake of a podcast, yeah. we gotta make two episodes yeah. of this. So yeah. we had to cut it. But <laughs> you don't cut, you know, the crucifixion and the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just think that, we, that that that's something that we also need to be teaching you know our our kids and and you know the generation below us just about how there was just this this gruesome time in the life of our of our savior and it was horrendous it was brutal but then but three days later you see what happens yeah and i think you know it's 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 a such a cool story. It's such a cool part of that story. Yeah. The greatest being in the universe. Mm-hmm. All things are by him, for him, to him. We're told in Colossians, has given his life for us. And Turner, you were talking a moment ago about how this podcast is called The Narrow, and we're talking about walking the narrow. And to me, what should be the motivation for living mm. a life contrary to the the way the world is moving and the way so many people are moving it's the fact that the god of the universe like i said the greatest being gave his life for me and for you 
and has called me into living um, his in his life. I mean, yeah. we're we're united with him, and so that's what I want to see. We talk about the cross, but I want to talk about how that should be the motivation. Absolutely. For living life and for living it to the fullest, but for living it for Him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it comes back to a saying that we've probably all heard that God gave us, God gave up everything. God God gave everything for mm-hmm. us. Um, and we need to do the same. We need to give everything back. We need to walk down that narrow because of, hey, I demonstrated that. I showed you. I I paid this price. Now you live your life to bring glory and honor to the kingdom for me. Um, but with that, man, we, we hope that y'all have a, a very, very good Friday. Um, continue to read through the Gospels. Uh, read through each uh, of, of the accounts of the crucifixion and resurrection. And um, with that, I'm Turner. I'm Will. And I'm Ty. And we pray that in everything that you do, that you walk the narrow. <laughs>